Episode 84, Self-Care Guru, Crystal Connor. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Welcome back, ladies. I'm sorry this episode is getting to you guys a little late, believe it or not. My kids are home a lot more than usual lately. (laughs) I'm tired. They move a lot and I have a lot of moving to do. (laughs) There's stairs in my apartment. And um, yeah, so we've just been trying to keep maintain energy for all the things that are so good in life right now. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope that this time is treating you with some modicum of sanity and of course lots of health for all of you and your families. I'm excited to bring this episode to you. Crystal Connor is a multi, as you'll hear in this podcast, she is a businesswoman of multiple stripes, and she's also a certified life coach through the Life Coach School. And Crystal and I had a candid conversation about self-care and where we see ourselves and women in our lives, whether they're our clients or our friends. Where we get stuck, where we get hung up, where we struggle to really implement self-care. And I think that Crystal peels this back and explains some really fundamental concepts to the coaching that she and I both do in such a, (laughs) no pun intended, in such a crystal clear way. And I really appreciated having her come on and give over these ideas. I think everyone who listens is going to be able to take something really valuable and really actionable. I sometimes self-care just sounds so out there and so unattainable. And this is much more grounded down to earth and something that you're going to really want to bring into your life. So enjoy the episode. I really enjoyed hearing so many really, really kind messages from all of you about this series. I know that people who've been on the podcast have gotten a lot of very kind messages from you guys also. So thank you for welcoming them into this community. And I really appreciate it. I really am loving hearing how much you're taking from these interviews and the pieces that are speaking to you and all of it. And so thank you so much for those of you who reached out. We will be continuing. I have some really exciting people to come, but you are really going to enjoy this one today. So enjoy Crystal Connor. Dr. Crystal Connor, thank you so much for coming on to the First Year Married podcast today. You are so welcome. I'm very excited. I'm excited to have you here. Um, I really wanted to reach out to you primarily because I know that you are, you take a deep dive into self-care. And this is something that we've touched on. We talk about it from a lot of different perspectives on the podcast, you know, sometimes just kind of trying to hack it and sometimes trying to understand it more deeply. And um, I really want to hear your perspective. But before we get started, I'd love to just sort of give everyone a little feel for who you are, where your background is. Great. So I am a life coach. I coach um, only women 
and I am formally, I have a, a sorted career background. So I'm trained as a pharmacist, which is where the doctor comes from. I'm also part of a family company. My family owns a construction company, so I have served as CEO of that particular organization too. So I went from pharmacy to construction to life coaching, and it just all makes sense. <laughs> so that is a little bit about uh, my background, uh, but I just love life coaching and speaking to other women and pouring into other women and sharing my experiences and my testimony and my struggles so that it can help them get through because all of us all women i've noticed we all have the same issues pretty much so i love just sharing you know ways that help me get through things and that's why i love life coaching so much so of all my three careers this has been my most favorite oh that's awesome yeah. And I think there's like kind of a, there's, there's sort of two approaches to the self-care part, which is the one mm -hmm. side of like, how do I just get through? How do I get past these blocks? And then there's this other piece of yeah. like, what are my dreams and aspirations? And sometimes we don't even want to go there because yeah. there's too much else on our plate. It's too much. Yeah. I, I actually refer to it as real self-care. Their self-care, which to me is like, I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to go to the spa or take a really great vacation. And that type of self-care is almost escapism, right? You want to get away from, you know, the busyness of your life, the stress of your life. So you go shopping or, you know, for some people it, it could be, you know, eating too much, drinking too much, whatever it is, it, it's escapism. And so for me, I like to refer to the work that we do as life coaches and uh, mental health therapists do uh, as real self-care because that's where you do the work of figuring out why you do the things that you do. That's where you do the work of figuring out why you are where you are. And if you're not happy where you are, that's where you do the work of figuring out how to get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to refer to that as real self-care because... I think that we all have visions of, you know, the woman that we want to be and the difference between the woman that we want to be and the woman that we are is the work of real self-care. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's very sure true. Everything that you're saying. And <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of thinking like, sign me up for all of it. I'll take the coffee and the spot. Right. <laughs> all of it to get, all of it's great. <laughs> Yeah, all that, but it's so true. I've even had it's funny that this podcast is coming like we're recording this right now because I just yeah. in the last, you know, the last week had two different people tell me in those exact words that our group coaching calls they call it their self care routine. Yeah, and I was yes. like, you know, speaking to my soul here, like it's, <laughs> because it's so true. We it's it's we're trying to get away from all the things that are are frustrating us, right? Instead of dealing with the things that are frustrating right. us. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Do you think that we need to deal with all the problems first and then we can kind of figure out where, what our goals and dreams are? Or do you think that the goals and dreams, we figure those out first and then that sort of propels us out? I think that your goals and dreams become more clear when you deal with the stuff. I think when you try to resist the negative emotions and the feelings and your past and all that stuff, when you try to resist it and push it down, it just makes it more clouded. And I think when you take the time to really deal with all that 
and then get a real clear vision for where you're supposed to be going, I think it just makes it so much better because then you're not like wasting energy, resisting feeling bad or feeling like I must be happy all the time. I have to you know, resist feeling this. I think once you learn how to deal with that, it makes the journey so much more palatable. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not <laughs> pleasant 100% of the time, right? But it growth, just makes so it- Yeah, growth is yeah, a good Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm just trying, I'm trying to put my in my head like, well, and you could probably speak to this when a woman's mm-hmm. reaching out to you and she's like, I think I need self-care. I yeah. don't know. Something you're saying about this real self-care concept is speaking to me, but where she's coming from now, I'm a marriage coach. So I'm imagining she's already going like, well, I yeah. have self-care. If he was just a little more helpful or. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think most of the women that come to me um, and I have a lot of married women and single women, but most of them are looking for what's next. They're at a point where it feels like there's something missing. They're looking for the solution to that. They, they don't feel fulfilled and they may have the husband and they may even have the kids and the job and all the other things that they feel like there's something missing. And so they're searching for that next thing, you know, and they feel like there's got to be more to life than this. Like there, there must be more than just this everyday mundane life. So most of them come to me like that. And then my married clients, a lot of them have been married for a while. And so they're kind of in that same, what's next? Is this all there is? Is this what marriage is? Is this, you know, the end of it? We just kind of live together. And a lot of them get into situations where it's like they feel like they're roommates and they're just kind of running the business of family. It's like kids, bills, kids, bills, <laughs> like, and that, that's pretty much it, right? So when they come to me talking about self-care, we're always going to dive into the emotional part of it because you can go to the spa a million times and it's not going to fulfill you like you're looking for. You're still gonna have that emptiness. So when we talk about real self-care, we're talking about doing the work of finding out who you are, finding out who you are as an individual, particularly if, if you're married, you begin to kind of get this joint identity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard for women to separate from that. They're somebody's wife or somebody's mother or you know, they have all these titles. And so what we want to do is figure out, okay, who are you? What do you stand for? How do you want to show up in the world? And that's the work that we do. It's lots of fun. Yeah. So, okay. So this woman's coming to you. She's like, I, is this it? Maybe she's been married a while. Maybe she mm-hmm. has some kids. I feel like this should be more inspirational or my life should feel like I thought this was the, this was the end of the rainbow. Right. It doesn't feel like there's a pot <laughs> right. of gold. Right. There's right no pot of gold. Yeah. So does she just need to learn to feel that discomfort? Like what does she need to do? What is. I, the first thing that we do is look at it. Most of us know what we struggle with, right? Most women know, okay, and, and you may not have a name for it, but most of us know if rejection is a thing for us, if it's an issue for us, or if, if, if there is guilt or shame or abandonment or unforgiveness or un, most women have this sense of unworthiness, right? We feel like, you know, we're not enough and we should do more. And so we deal with First of all, identifying those things that you already know that you struggle with. 
and then pairing that. So if, if I know that I struggle with unworthiness and I can look at my life and we start looking at how it shows up in your life, in the different areas of your life. So you can see, wait a minute, I don't like the way that I, I show up when I feel this unworthiness and when I take this on as part of who I am. So we look at that first and identify these negative emotions and negative feelings and thoughts, right, that you deal with. Um, and then we figure out what the thought is that's causing those feelings, right? Because your thoughts create your feelings. And then once we do that, we can make a decision or she makes the decision, okay, I don't like how I act when I feel unworthy. And so once we can identify what's causing that feeling, then she gets to make a really powerful decision about whether or not she wants to continue thinking that way. Mm -hmm. And it's not in a, let's just pick this fairy tale thought that you don't believe and that nobody believes and it's the power of positive thinking. Like we're not gonna pick something that you don't believe for you to begin thinking on purpose. We're gonna start with something that you truly can believe that makes you feel better so that you act in a different way and get different results. That's the first step is just really identifying like what are you dealing with? Let's put a name to it. Let's identify it so that we can attack it. We can go after it. Not that you won't ever feel those things again, because all of us at one point or another, you know, we feel rejected. We feel, you know, like we're not good enough. Everybody feels that. But getting to the point where you recognize that that's what it is, when you feel it, you know, okay, wait a minute, this is unworthiness. Mm -hmm. And you can make a decision at that point about how you want to act moving forward. You can say, okay, I know in the past, this is how I would have responded to feeling this way, but I know that gives me a result I don't want. The work that we do is just becoming really self-aware of what you struggle with, how it makes you act, the results that it gives you, and flipping that around, right, to give you different results. So yeah, and that's really the, the magic of going all the way down to the result line, I see with yeah. clients, is that the thought just feels true. Yes. Until you see what it's creating and right. then you're like, I'm over it. <laughs> right. I'm ready to let that one yeah. go. But we don't, it, it, we, we can't get that traction. Even when we go like, I'll have a lot of, of, of my clients will just, you know, they're, they're busy. They're on the run. They've got sometimes they've got yeah. kids or they just got married or they're, you know, in grad school, all these things going on. And they're like, right. no, it's just a thought. But like, what could I think instead? I know that I'm only feeling right. because of thought. And I'm like, you stop and do your homework right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to do the work. It's not going anywhere until you really, like you're saying, like you right. get it. it's such powerful work, what you're speaking about. And I'm so glad that you're sharing it with us because this idea that like, we don't just have thoughts, but we have these beliefs. We have these more ingrained right. ones. And it's almost like these stories that we keep coming back to. Yes. I know for mine, it was always like, I don't really belong here. Like I sort of am right. one foot in one foot. I don't, I'm, I'm the one person in the room who doesn't quite fit in. Right. Right. Yeah. And so then like when that one comes up, it's almost like, it's like that cute friend that just keeps popping by. I'm like, oh, there's that story again. <laughs> there yeah. she is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to get all attached to it because it's just so right. predictable at this point that it's going to yeah. show up. Yeah, but yeah. I really love that because really just getting that awareness of it. it's not just in this one moment where it made me snap in my husband or it made me, you know, procrastinate yeah. studying for a test. It was in all of these experiences throughout my life right. where I'm not showing up because I've got that story yes. and I haven't let it go. So that's really, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of us, we try to attack, you know, that A line, we try to go for the actions. Like instead of addressing the thoughts, because like you said, most of us have these stories and we just think they're true. 
you don't realize that they're optional thoughts. And so we just go after the A. Well, let me just try this different. Let me do this differently. Let me, you know, adjust this action versus let me really attack and figure out why I'm even acting this way to begin with. Like we just want to change the action. Totally. And then we get frustrated because that never works. And you just end <laughs> up spinning your wheels and you're frustrated. And then we judge ourselves. And then we judge ourselves and feel even worse. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like it's an endless cycle that I think, you know, you give somebody so much power when you can help them see that it's just really your thoughts and you can choose like you're, it's really optional. And I think, and you've probably had so many light bulb moments where your clients are like, oh, that's not true. Mm -hmm. like it's, it's just a thought that you're having. It's not true. So it's And it's part powerful. of this whole like summer, summer guru series that we're doing yeah. right now is is attacking or not, I shouldn't say attacking that sounds so violent but I love it attacking, attacking <laughs> addressing all these thoughts that I I see that we come at as if it's like it's an agreed upon thought so like you said we have the ones about yeah. ourselves right like I'm not good yeah. enough or I I've been rejected but then we also have the ones about life like being right. a woman is just hard or right. you know I once had a client say to me I know no woman likes her body <laughs> right and I was like yeah really like you know yeah if you're coming at it like that like oh it's just true that as a woman you have to not like your body you've got no room to move on that nice. right yeah. and if it's oh I know that weight's an issue for everyone or I know that you know budgeting is a problem nobody likes right. finances nobody likes yeah. dealing with whatever the thing is right so I've been sort of pulling out different women who this one loves preparing beautiful food for her family. She doesn't think right. that it's right. And this one loves exercise and this one loves right. organizing and like, wait, that's also possible, right? These stories right. have sort of as a community yeah. that we agree to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like you said, just showing people, you know, there's another possibility. You feel like this is a hundred percent true, but there are other options that you can choose to think and you can choose to believe. Some of the beliefs that you know we carry like you said that we just feel like oh all women hate this like it's not serving you to think that and so i think you know when you can show somebody that and point it out to them it's almost like oh really i don't have to think all women hate their bodies like i thought that was just true so it, it's it's amazing to be able to do that work and i think it's just so empowering because it changes everything which you realize like my thoughts are either going to like really mess me up and give me results I don't like, or they can really like, it's limitless what I could do. Very empowering. And how do you feel like this work in terms of self-care? And, you know, so many marriage coaches out there say like self-care has to come first before you even work on the marriage. If you're not taking care of yourself, you'll have resentment and you'll, you know, and I, I address that a bit, but I yeah. usually further down the line. It's not like my very yeah. first line item. Yeah. Cause like you're saying, like we, we have to start with awareness. We have to know where we're at. Right. You don't want to scare them. <laughs> right. Or you're, or you're just going to spend the whole time at the spa and you're not going to ever right. figure yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. But, but with this piece with, with self-care and feeling uh, maybe more appreciated in our marriages, how do you feel like this kind of work can, can affect a woman if, let's say, she's feeling, like you were saying, burnt out with her marriage or maybe not mm -hmm. appreciated enough for something like that? Yeah, I think the self-awareness is so important to address because it almost gives you the, you, you're, you're in a position where you love yourself and you know, I can be happy, I can be fulfilled, 
I, um, you know, can have this awareness of who I am, regardless of what my husband is doing. Right. And and it becomes like you're not looking to your husband to fill in these gaps that he's never going to be able to fill. But you're, you know, as women, we're like waiting for our husbands to make things right, like make me happy, do what I ask. Like if you would just do what I said, everything would be fine. Right. We have these instruction manuals for our husbands and we get frustrated when they don't follow them. But I think if you do your work first, like if, if we will do our work as wives, right, and address what's going on with us and the instruction manuals we have for ourselves, it gives us this, this freedom to be able to drop the instruction manual we have for our husbands and not necessarily look at them to fill the gaps because the gaps aren't there anymore, right? If you have love for yourself, you love yourself, you appreciate yourself, you respect yourself, right? Then you're not looking at your husband just to constantly feel that for you and to constantly validate you. You don't need it like you may have before. My clients get to the point where it's like, when husband is giving compliments and validating, it's just like, yes, that's extra. You're absolutely right. I am an amazing wife, right? It's just like extra, but it's not, oh my gosh, he didn't say it. And so now I'm upset. It's just, this is great that you're saying that. And I think it's important to be a whole person, to be a whole woman, and then allow your husband to be a whole husband and add to you. It's so much better than, than being half of half and half and expecting the other person to complete you. It's so much better when you can just be whole on your own, stand on your own, and your husband just adds to you. And it makes your relationship so much more full. And it just makes the household better, right? Everybody is whole and happy, and you're just not depending on the other person to follow a set of rules to make you happy. That's so good. There's so many things I want to pull from what you just said. Oh, we got quotes. Look, I needed, I needed to know that when I was a newlywed. <laughs> I needed to know that like 16 years ago. It would have been awesome. Well, we get, so, we get sold this package that, you know. Yeah, it's Prince Charming. $50,000 on a wedding and your beautiful <laughs> yeah. white dress. And then you can be yeah, happy. Exactly. I mean, and I, I honestly bought into all of that. I was just like everything's going to be great. You know, we've had this beautiful wedding and you looked great and I looked great. And it was amazing. And everybody was there. And then like first year, you're just like, what, what, who, who are you? Why did I marry you? You're not following my rules. <laughs> you're not making me happy. So it was, it was a struggle. And I think, you know, the work that you're doing is so important because if you can catch women in that first year, then it, avoid so many years of resentment and anger and bitterness that develops because you're expecting this person to do something that's not their job. And so the work you're doing is, is awesome. I, I wish I had known you <laughs> 16 years ago. I was still not even married myself back then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon because, it, you know, on the one hand, in, in the first year of marriage, like you kind of still think everything's going great. And then it's like yeah. three years later where you're like, that was really tiring. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you I would look love back. to speak more about the manuals because you brought this up, yeah. especially the manuals that we have for ourselves. I think that we can kind of understand on a conceptual level what you mean. But yeah. what does this mean? Like dropping our manuals or figuring out what we have in our manuals? This is some deep stuff. 
Yeah, it, I love the concept of the manual and I, I explain it just like, you know, when you buy something, it's an instruction manual. It tells you how it should operate, what it should do. And I think most of us are slightly aware that we have manuals for other people, but I don't think that we consider that we have these big instruction manuals for ourselves. And that manual is like how you should behave what you need to do in order to be a good wife, a good mom, a good whatever. Like it's all of these rules that we have for ourselves that we should follow. And we really believe it's like we were talking about like beliefs, like we believe. And most of the time that comes from like the way that you were raised or what you saw your mom do or grandma. Right. And it follows you. It's like, oh, in order for me to be a good wife, I got to fix my husband's plate or I got to fix dinner every night. And when we don't do that, we start to judge ourselves. And so then we feel horrible because we feel like we're not following our own instruction manual. But you know, the, the funny thing is nobody knows about your own personal manual, but you. Right. We feel like everybody knows if we're not following this specific manual. And so then we judge ourselves really harshly and it just ends up being like this cycle of, I should be doing that. I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, the work of real self-care is, is really kind of dismantling all of that. You know, who said that this only if you do these things, you're a good wife. You know, I have clients all the time. It's just like, I'm not a good mom. And my, my response is always like, okay, give me the evidence that shows that you're not a good mom. And most of the times it's, it's like, you know, nothing. They don't have anything. It's just a belief. Like, I don't have to... I don't have to prove I'm not a good mom. I just believe it. And so therefore it's true. And so I think, you know, when, when we talk about manuals, you're right. It's just so deep because it's so ingrained in us that we don't even realize that it's optional. These are optional thoughts and beliefs. And just because you don't, you know, follow it to the letter does not mean that you're not good. You're not a good wife. You're not a good person. And they're not useful most of the time. Because they, they, we really just use right. them to judge ourselves. It's right. like the only purpose of the manual is so that you can judge yourself. To clarify, because I feel like this is a question that's coming, that I'm sure is coming up for people, is that it doesn't mean that you don't do those things. Right. right? Yeah. But that you're not getting it mixed up with your self-worth, you know, or your right. Worth, whatever exactly. your goal is. And you can, and it's so much, I just think of like, you know, I imagine myself as a young child growing up in a home where the mother is like judging herself for not making a nicer dinner yeah. versus like serving ramen and <laughs> like totally at peace right. with herself and loving right. to her children, I'm going to pick the happy mom, you know? Yeah, and exactly. the truth is that when we get to a place of like wanting, like we choose to do these things, like we give yes. ourselves permission to just, I'm a good person and I'm a good wife or a good mother, regardless because my worth is inherent. Right. And then we come to a place where we're like, I'm going to make some broccoli. Like, right. <laughs> add some I might broccoli. add to that ramen. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, yeah. Now, now I can choose it. And I'm like, I have so much more energy because I'm not trying to drive myself with shame and self-criticism. Right. I'm driving myself with like confidence and enthusiasm and love for the people yeah. that are eating and all, all the good vitamins we need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think just the whole it's not not having standards for yourself. It's not that you're not going to try to be the best version of yourself. The manual is just really a tool for self-criticism, right? It's, it's what we use to show ourselves where we feel like we're 
falling short. And I think you're right. Like I would take the mom any day that's like, you know what? Let's just have a really fun night. We're going to eat ramen. We're going to, you know, love on each other and be happy and laugh versus the mom that's like stressed out because she's trying to make a, you know, a five course meal. And she's yelling at her husband and the kids like, it's such a big difference, right? And, you know, neither one says that you're a good mom and good wife. It's just what you choose to believe. Oh, I feel like this is this is good work for me to be reviewing, right? <laughs> we're in we're so right now in quarantine, so our, we're in Israel. Yeah. So like when you come into contact with someone, so my daughter came into contact with someone, so we're in quarantine. I've got four kids, nine and under. Oh, nice! That's Everyone fun. is in the house. That's fun. I need to review some manuals right now. Yeah, good. Uh, it's fun. Good wow, under and nine. Think, also, this like yeah, this this work of like you said, that when we relax on our manual, then we can relax mm -hmm. on his manual. Like I've had yeah. so many calls of people where they're like, but he does this thing. And I'm like, why don't you do that too? You should totally right. take a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. Like, giving you permission, you know? Yeah. And they've got Give yourself so permission. Their model that like, or in their manual, sorry, that, you know, they, you can't take a nap in the middle of the day. So then when the heat right. then, and it's really funny, I have to just say this. I know that I have multiple clients right now who think that I'm outing them, but there's multiple of you <laughs> who have that exact manual about napping. Look, I have clients that do that too. So you're outing them as well. It's, yeah, yeah it's what we do. It's what we do. And I, I think it's funny too, because we'll get, you know, I know I used to get so upset because I would be like slamming cabinets, cleaning up really loudly, like just mad. And like, he's on the couch chilling, watching ESPN and he's just as happy. And I'm ticked off. Like, don't you see all the work that I'm doing? And it's like, you're choosing to do this. Like, go sit down somewhere, go watch a Lifetime movie, like chill out. It's not that serious and i think or once you own that you want a clean kitchen yeah exactly and like you're doing either it way he doesn't it's optional care. you don't care okay. it's so optional and so i think once i realized that i was like oh i don't have to be angry like i want my kitchen clean so i'm gonna clean i don't have to slam the cabinets because he doesn't care he's not listening anyway <laughs> <laughs> and it just feels better it feels so much better it's like all this i've i've had like multiple people give me a story of like being in a, and I've had this myself like being in a fight with their husband yeah and the husband didn't know it's just like what and it's like how so much cute. drama we could just create for ourselves in our head of like and this and then we see this thing and he meant that and I'm like oh my and instead of just being able to just stop and be like get back to partnership what's yeah going on here what's going on for you here's where my brain just freaked out you know yeah and I think it's so important that we are aware of what we're thinking, particularly when it comes to, you know, that relationship with your husband, because, you know, your relationship is your thoughts about him and his thoughts about you. And once you start, like, really, I remember really analyzing, I couldn't figure out, like, I was just very not happy with my husband. And I was like, what, what is going on? And I wrote down the thoughts and I was like, oh, well, that's why, you know, you have to be so conscious of what you're thinking about that person because that's your relationship, right? If you have very loving thoughts about that person, you're going to feel very loving towards them and vice versa. And so if you don't keep inventory of what you're thinking, you know, on a daily basis, if you just kind of let your mind just do what it does and just run and you just don't pay attention to it, those thoughts over time, 
can go one way or the other. And so it's really important that you catch those things early on and you like write down and look at those thoughts and it'll it'll explain why you feel the way that you do towards that person to your spouse and that's important work to do i think like daily <laughs> just kind of check in with yourself okay what am i thinking about my husband right now you know it's, it's important yeah and i think because like our brains are always looking to try and like check for problems and protect yeah. us and make sure everything's okay and so you know, like you said, when the brain's not being supervised, it's it's probably going to veer in that direction of like, right. this thing. What does that mean? Where's that going to go? And is this a problem? How can I handle it? It's not going to just naturally go in the direction of like, no. I just love everything about him. Right. He smells no. amazing when he gets back from the gym. Right. It's just not right. going to happen spontaneously. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, and it, if you let it go too far, it just can get you in a bad place. And I think it's just so important to do those check-ins if you're not having loving thoughts then you got to kind of step back and figure out what's going on mm -hmm. i love that yeah. i love that just take a second just be like what am i thinking yeah. about this relationship and just get some clarity i love that everyone can do that that's listening to this yes it's so easy to do because otherwise your brain is just going to find evidence right if you're thinking negative thoughts your brain's going to be like oh but did you see this too did you notice that we also hate that <laughs> it also stresses us out and it just keeps collecting evidence. So yeah, you right, gotta check in. So true. And then it's just this is just the reality. Yeah. You have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, it's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you mentioned before that you've like you've applied this work inside your own marriage. So mm -hmm. well, you're like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish uh -huh. I, I wish I had the audio of that expression. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Be, I mean, we, so you, and you said like, you, it feels so much better when we just drop all of it and we, we drop all the expectations and the criticism and we just like, our brain can just calm itself down and we have some space, but I'm going to guess, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that when you okay. did that work on the marriage, you also saw that there were benefits beyond your relationship. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, because I think for most women, our, our marriages are a huge part of life. And so when you do the hard work there, it starts showing up in other, it, it really shows you how to be in relationship period, right? If you can figure out the marriage relationship, you can figure out any relationship. And so it has these, um, it has this, this cascading effect, right? And so it affects the way that I parent my children. It affects the way that I um, interact with my family members and my friends. And it just, allows you to come from a place of love with no expectations, unconditional love, right? Because once you can master that with the person that you're spending your life with, that is the closest to you, once you can master that, you can handle it with anybody. You can drop your manual for everybody and just love them for who they are and be okay with it. And it's, it's so much lighter and walking around like with your checklist of how everybody should act, what they should do. <laughs> it's just so much lighter and it's, it's much more fun. Yeah. And I think it's also, at least for me, I think it was easier to do it for myself, to drop the manual for myself when I learned how to do it for other people first. Yeah. I think it brought yeah, me I to agree. a place of self-acceptance when I was like, wait, all these people are okay. <laughs> right. You know, I am too. <laughs> yeah. 
I think once you develop that, when when you develop the ability to love people unconditionally and starting with you, it just becomes so much easier, right? Like I love myself. I know that I make mistakes. I know that, you know, I'm going to do things that maybe disappoint myself, but I love myself. I have compassion for myself and I have a lot of grace for myself, which allows me to be able to extend that to other people as well versus being critical of myself and then criticizing everybody else because I'm mad because I'm critical of myself, right? right. So practicing criticism just, all day long. Yeah, it's just what you do. So it's it's been, I love the work. I love the real self-care. I also love going to spas. So I think it's great to do both, but I think, you know, the real self-care is, it's imperative. It's and so can you important. Speak a little bit because, you know, you, you share that you had two very major career situations before you went into yeah. coaching, which is in and of itself another career. Mm-hmm. Juggling marriage and self I mean, I guess for some people I can sort of hear the objection, well, that's fine for people who have time. Right. Yeah, I think I think you make a mistake by not making the time to do it. I think that I mean, it doesn't require like a four-year degree. Like you're not, it's, it's, it's everyday small things that you can do to really take care of yourself. It's like we were saying, it's like, figure out what you're thinking about on a daily basis. It's, it's five minutes when you wake up in the morning and it changes your whole day. You wake up and you're aware, okay, these are the things that I'm thinking and it's making me feel this way, then you have an opportunity within that five, 10 minutes to shift your whole day. And so I think even for, you know, I, I still have multiple responsibilities outside of, of, of loving being a life coach. Like there are multiple responsibilities. So I think for women, it is so imperative that we take the time. That's part of it, right? We don't want to take the time. And it's not that we don't want to, we feel like we can't. We feel like we shouldn't take the time. We feel like I shouldn't take this time away from my husband or my kids or my career. And I think it's imperative that we do because it makes us better in all of those areas that we don't want to take away from. It gives you more time, right? In the end, when you take the time to to really help yourself, take care of yourself, love yourself. Um, and it just, it doesn't take a whole lot. It just takes the awareness of knowing who you are, why you do the things you do, understanding the way that you think, and then making adjustments where necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another piece about it is that, you know, if we need to, let's say, collaborate with our husband to get the time to, to, you know, get on a call or whatever the thing is, I mean, like you said, most of it is little, most of it is habits and it's, it's building it into your way of being and your way of thinking. But, but if, you know, for, for adding the call or something like that, that I find at least for myself that if I let a need get to a boiling point, then I'm no longer giving my husband an opportunity to give to me or to right. like make me happy by helping me. Right. Like now yeah. it's just like, I'm taking this. I need it. Don't tell right. me I can have it. Right. Right. Like, right. And he's looking okay, like, okay. okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But if I'd done that, like, you know, two steps ahead of time, like I'm really feeling a need for this in my life. It'd make me so happy is help me figure out how we could work this out. Nine times out of 10, he's got a better idea than I do. Like he sees how it can work into our schedule or this one thing that he's doing that I think for sure I could never cut from his schedule. It'd be so horrible. 
he's like, no, that's fine. I can move it to here. Like, it's not an issue, right. you know, and I'm trying yeah. to just, like, make the judgment for everybody else. If I can have the time. Right. But when yeah. We them and we let them give to us, then actually, <laughs> got a much yeah. chance of it, it actually out. works out better. Yeah. And, and I think just so many women have this whole thought process. I should, I shouldn't, I shouldn't take this time away. I shouldn't ask my husband to do this. I should be doing this. I think when you start removing that, you stop, you stop shooting yourself. <laughs> I think it changes everything. And like you said, like nine times out of 10, we don't even ask the question. We don't even ask, hey, do you mind like watching the kids? Because we feel like I should be doing this. I should be, you know, the one doing these things. And I think when we remove that and give ourselves permission to take the time, that it, it, it just changes everything. And it makes life so much better. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like you're giving such a beautiful picture of, like, the mental release from doing yeah. this work right? Yeah. Like all that tension and stress and negativity and how like that, it's not that we like go into la la land and everything is perfect. Right. We never feel frustrated, but we don't have this like spinning intense, like, yes, it's just not going anywhere. I don't know what to do about it. Like it's much more like clear and empowered. And when you do get stuck, you have the tools to deal with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the way that I describe it to my clients is that, you know, I'm giving you the tools like these negative emotions are never going away. They're always going to show back up They're They'll show up in different areas of your life. All I want you to do is to understand that you can handle it and you know how to deal with it. And sometimes, you know, I describe it's like sometimes you're going to see it coming and sometimes you won't. But it's almost like the rebound time is quicker, right? So maybe you go through something and, you know, rejection sneaks up on you. You don't catch it. You know, maybe in the past you would have had like a gallon of ice cream and laid in the bed for two hours. But now it's like, okay, I see what happened. I know how to deal with this. I'll know how to deal with it next time. And it's just like you get quicker in, in really understanding yourself and being able to deal with whatever life throws at you. And that's what we want, you know, to equip women to do. You got to be able to handle what life throws at you and understand you can handle any emotion. And I think once women get to that point and they know they can handle any emotion, then it gives them this limitlessness, right? So you're not afraid to go do what you dream about doing. And even if you are afraid, you know, you can handle being afraid. You know, you can handle, you know, potential embarrassment or worrying about what people might say because you're going after your dream, you understand, I can handle this. It's not going to feel great, but I can handle it and I can still push forward. And I think that's why taking the time, no matter how much time you have, just taking the time for yourself, you owe it to yourself. It's honoring yourself to do that. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. So amazing. Thank you so much. This was really I want to ask you one more question and then I want to make yes. sure that everybody has a chance to follow you or connect with you. Um, okay. So here's my question. Okay. okay. What advice would you give to newlywed Crystal if you could? Oh my gosh. You have another hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say to newlywed Crystal, it's not your husband's job to make you whole. It's not your husband's fault 
when you don't feel that way. You have total responsibility and total ability. Like you are 100% capable of making yourself whole. And when you do that, you're an even better wife. Love it. I, love I think it. that's what I would say. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Where can people find you? What kind of programs or coaching? What do you offer for people who, who want to work with you? So I, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love working one-on-one -on -one with women because then we can just dig in and get to it. So right now that's what I'm offering. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn at Dr. Crystal Connor. Oh, you're the same. And it's Crystal with a K. Just for it's Crystal with a K and Connor E-R. You're right. Okay. So you're just special all the way around. <laughs> and we're going to link all that in the show notes so people, you know, if you're driving right now, you can, uh, you can come so, back later yeah. and all those links. Yeah. Thank you, right. so oh really you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. I love like having someone being able to come in with a, another perspective and also just being able to I don't know, speak to a lot of the same things that we're talking about, but you brought such a fresh perspective and I think it's just really, really going to help drive this home for a lot of people. So oh, I hope so. I hope so. Thank you so much. Okay, my friends, that was our interview with Crystal Connor. I hope you got as much out of that conversation as I did. I think she did such an amazing job of really taking concepts that taking concepts and reducing them to the most clear and like almost obvious way, which I just love. You don't need to be a genius to take care of yourself. You don't need to be a genius to start to understand the concept of manuals and all the rules we have for ourselves and those in our lives. I really love hearing from you. I love hearing about what you're taking from these. I love when you guys are like taking screenshots and posting them to social media with your comments and your takeaways. I think it's so important and it really helps to spread the word of this podcast, which thank God we've had so many new people come and listen lately. If you are new, I want to encourage you to definitely go back and listen to at least the first five episodes. They're pretty short. Usually my episodes aren't this long. The interviews are much longer than my regular episodes. And it's going to give you a really, really good fundamental idea of what we do here in the podcast. And then I have a lot of people ask me what they should do next. Of course, I think that you should listen to all of them. <laughs> but if you have anything else to do with your life, I would just recommend scrolling through and downloading the ones that speak to you. I try to make the titles as clear as possible about what the topic is about. So if you see a title that speaks to you, then you just download that one and go back and listen when you can. Okay, my friends, that's it for today. I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. And I can't wait to talk to you and hear from you and I will be back here next week with another amazing guru interview. Bye-bye.